Hey everyone, welcome to Sick in the City. We're Amanda and Mel, two sick chicks filling the tea on chronic illness. We have a really fun, spooky episode today. We're going to talk about energetic cleansing. So following Halloween weekend, we have a lot to catch up on. Let's jump right in. Hey Mel, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm in the mood to cleanse. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> the universe, my body, everything's telling me it's time for a good cleanse. I'm in the middle of a transition. I just left my last job. I'm about mm-hmm. to start my new job this upcoming week. So it's kind of a good time, especially for somebody working from home who mm-hmm. is working with clients going yeah. from at home to in person. Like energy kind of lingers at my house, you know, like yeah. that's something I've really struggled with from like working with clients that are dealing with really intense you know issues and things and then all of a sudden i just like close my computer and i'm supposed to turn and be like peppy with my partner like it's so hard it's such an interesting thing i know i'm excited to talk about it because especially for people who are empaths and people that work in a compassion driven industry. You know, I, I have, um, a friend of the family who calls it compassion fatigue mm-hmm. and it's so true because it's like, you take on everybody's stuff to try to help them and heal them. And then all of a sudden you don't know what's yours and what's theirs. Yeah. So I think it'll be really beneficial for a lot of people to, as we talk about this and a good reminder to clean. Yeah. I yeah, think I we mean- should normalize fall cleansing. Yes. I mean, cleansing at any time. Like I, yeah. Cleansing every day, every client, (laughs) every day, just shake it off at the end of a day. It's so, it's so interesting. I mean, and anyone, this is, this isn't just like for people working in like a compassionate, like career, right? Like, yeah, I remember at my photography jobs, a lot of people, there's just so many negative people that are in toxic environment. Yes. Yeah. And like, that just really always, I carried it with me. And it was so mm-hmm. tough because I am such an empathetic person that, that it's hard to know like when that's happening and how to prevent it. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, it, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect at it, but that's why I'm excited to kind of dive into it with you. Cause I know you probably have a more consistent cleansing routine than I do. We will talk about it. I know the ways. I don't always do the ways, but we'll we'll kind of get into it. But what have you been up to since the last time we chatted? It's been Halloween. I know that's a big, that is a big holiday for Mel, everyone. Mel oh. does Halloween right. And she and her partner, Justin, dress up every year in something really fun. So I'm so excited to tell us what you did. I love Halloween. I mean, it's kind of a huge holiday for my family because we didn't really grow up very religious. And so Halloween was always a really fun day. We really like decorated the house and stuff because I'm Jewish. So we didn't really have Christmas. So all the energy went into purple and orange lights and like put the cobwebs up and have the spiders and the ghosts. And like, it's just, it was so fun, such a fun time of the year. And I love fall. So Justin and I have always tried to like dress up really fun and do like a silly couples costume. And it was the first time going to a party for me in like years. Mm. We had a friend from our last job who invited us to, to a party. And like, I walked in and I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like just with the pandemic and like, it's been such a long time since I've been at a true blue, like jello shot Halloween party. And I mentally prepared myself as best as I could. And I, I brought like a bag of goodies because I I was like, you know, I'm not going to go into this sober without things to yeah what was in your goodie bag so there's this really fun shop in dallas called go easy that's in bishop arts district that has like a bunch of really fun uh drinks that have like cbd and they carry like delta eight and like it's real like i don't know weed friendly it's really funny but like they have a lot of holistically minded health products as well and they carry a drink called Ken Euphorics. I don't know if anyone's really heard of that, but it's like kind of a drink that has nootropics and like GABA and all of these things that are really good for the brain. So they're supposed to help you feel kind of this euphoric uplifting of sorts. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. And while I'm at it, I'm gonna pick up one of those little feel good Kratom Kava shots that I found at Alive and Well. And so 
for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's all kind of like herbal products. I know Amanda's a little bit more familiar with kava and kratom. I've never tried it. So I just like went hard. Like I would have if it was alcohol. <laughs> I drank three Kenuphorics. I had the whole shot of the kava Oh stuff. my God, wild. <sighs> and and I will say, so I, I take kava, but I have drank kava before and it's really great for relaxing your muscles, but I also find it to be a stimulant. Like it does kind of keep you up, but it tastes God awful. Disgusting. How did it taste? It tastes like the earth. <laughs> like it is the worst tasting thing. I can't. I so I never drink it. Like I truly was not prepared. I was like at the party with my friends, like drinking all these fun fruity kin drinks. And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm going to try this shot. Like, hold up. And so I shoot it back, you know, like I would normally. Uh, alcohol is easier than that shit. Like, yeah, it's really bad. It's it like really, really bad. Coated my whole mouth. And yeah, it numbs. Like it numbs the mouth too. Like it. It's kind of got this. It's kind of like a fun numbing feeling, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's it's super weird. Um, weird. and it probably ruins the the kratom taste because kratom tastes like similar to like matcha. It's a, some people find it bitter. I think it's really, I think it tastes really good. It kind of tastes like, um, green tea to me. Um, a little bit more concentrated green tea. So yeah. that's really good for pain as well. So did you feel anything? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like vibing. I had energy. I was super talkative. And yeah. so I think it was like all the things combined. I still woke up and felt hungover the next day. Yeah. Like I was exhausted. My body was kind of sore because we were just like standing on concrete for four hours, like nonstop talking. My voice was gone. I just felt super tired. I was like, what happened to me? Like, and I don't, yeah. it's so interesting trying to like be healthy and do the healthy thing. Cause even though you're making these good choices, I still was kind of in like a party, uh, like, on a party track mind. Like I was like, I don't care how much of this I have. I'm just going to like, right, it. right, right. Yeah. I wasn't really drinking water. Like, you know, it, it yeah. was just so funny because I was trying to do the right thing, but of course, like, <laughs> yeah, it happens. I mean, I think it's okay to, you know, let that happen from time to time. Like you've had so much going on. You, you know, this is this crazy transition for you. So I think it just marks that. And I say it's okay. You're back on track. You know, you got to do it from time to time. It was entertaining. Like at the very least, honestly, I was like, who knows what's going to happen? I'm going to try this new thing. And <laughs> my body was like, mm -mm, girlfriend, like yeah, you, no. you stay on the veggies and <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> I love it. How was your Halloween? It was it was good. Rob and I did fall things. We went to Tarrytown and we did a farmer's market and kind of hung out. Rob got some fall beer. I drank some regular seltzer. <laughs> um, and then we did, I made Rob do a ritual on actual Halloween where we did a releasing ritual, which is similar to what we're talking about today. Like we did sort of like a cleansing with writing down the things that we want to release and then the things we want to call in. We lit some stuff on fire mm. um, and then we did some tarot. So that's my kind of Halloween. I like to get witchy and, you I know, get that. the cat out and start, you know, <laughs> being my, my witch self. Get the cat out. You just get were like, you're going to be a part of this Stella. <laughs> I mean, yes. Whenever we have herbs out, or we light Palo Santo, Stella materializes. Like she's like, hello, I'm here. I'm ready to be. I'm like, do you want me to spray paint you black <laughs> and do a black cat? <laughs> um, just kidding, everyone. I would not spray paint my cat, but you know, she definitely gets the whole every witch needs a cat vibe. <laughs> Thank God you have her. What a beautiful I know. Thing. I know. What would I do? <laughs> what did you burn? I burned palo santo and mm -hmm. sage and then we burned the things that we wanted to let go of and release and we lit those on act fire like actual fire and then drop them into like a dish of water or a cup of water just to signify the real clean like the cleaning and the release the letting go of those things I love um, that. and yeah and then i always follow that up with 
well, if we're letting go of things and we're releasing things, what do we want to call in and, you know, manifest for the next year? Um, and it's also a really nice thing to do with your significant other if you have a significant other, because it sort of amplifies the manifestation. Like, what do we want for our life moving forward? Yeah. Is Rob like 100% in it with you? Uh <laughs> I mean, no, (laughs) very open and accepting. Somebody just asked me this last week. Someone was like, is your husband woo woo like you? And I was like, um, no, he is a lot more grounded. He's a lot more of a rational, logical spirit, but he is very open-minded and he participates and he loves the tarot. So he loves when I do a reading for him with the tarot cards and we have been told before, because Rob's mom is into this stuff as well, that Rob has psychic, as a psychic gift, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really, we haven't pulled back the layers to tap into that. So yeah, he's not super into it, but that's so funny. I just was like picturing him like as into it as you. And like, I, I would have loved for that to be the case. Like I mean, both of you guys, I, like, <laughs> yeah, being weird I wish, but Rob, loves Halloween. It's his favorite holiday. He watches Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, two times a year, Halloween and at Christmas. And he watches like eight times each, each round and he loves ghost stuff. So like he was super, he was in his element. So he was, love he was happy. Oh my gosh. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this good spooky vibes. It's a good time. I know you've been really busy. I mean, I feel like everything going on with your business has just been a wave of traffic. So like what's new? Yeah. So a couple of things. So Olive and Grace, which is my product line and brand has been just blowing up and it's been so amazing because I created the brand five years ago and I love the products I created so much that I was continuing to use them. And then we shut the brand down when I got sick and, you know, when the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic happened, we couldn't do things like uh, markets and stuff like that. So we shut it down and I still continued to use the product and my mom used the product and we were like all like using it. And so now it's back and it's been blowing up. And so it's really, really exciting. So we're doing a rebrand. We're going to completely give it a facelift because it was created in 2017 and it's no longer the vibe. Like let's (laughs) do something new. So really excited about that. We have some new products that are out and more coming out soon. The ones that are out now, um, these lymphatic cups, this cup set for your face and for your body and people are obsessed. Like it's, it is a hot, hot ticket item right now. Um, and yeah, we're going to come out with a body oil soon and lots of good stuff, but it's yeah. Keep an eye out for the rebrand because it's going to be really fun. And then what else do I have going on? Oh, I have my gut class. It takes guts coming out next Friday on 11, 11, 22, 22, 22. Um, and that comes out next Friday and it's virtual and yeah, that's, I've been just running around like a chicken without a head. (laughs) Well, I do just want to say your glow facial serum and olive and grace is still hands down my favorite I've ever used. And I've used like stupid, expensive beauty counter stuff. So, and like, I just know how much care goes into that and it's so good like and i can always make like see such a difference like if anybody uses beauty counter it's very similar to i think like the vitamin c serum mm-hmm. they have yeah. there but theirs is like like 80 like 70 80 dollars like it's so expensive yeah. so yeah. i love 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 it if you guys have not tried it you should it's so it's good. an it's it's an experience thank you so much for saying that it, it's i love it too like it's so funny because it's like i'm like oh like i you know, and promoting it and it's my brand. And of course, but I really did create things that I truly love and it am obsessed with. Like, I mean, we use all the stuff and I love the glow so much because it also it's blood orange and rose and hibiscus, and it just smells so fresh and citrusy, which is like my favorite thing. So it's like, it brightens you up. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. So more to come. We're going to do more stuff for the face too. And we're just going to keep 
bringing it. I'm excited. So exciting. Good vibes, everybody. I'm so lit to kind of jump into cleansing because I literally have like sage sitting over here, which I- Oh my God, me too. I have Palo Santa. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Oh my God, yes. I do legit have a question about sage in this moment because- Sure. I tried to light this thing the other day and it like wouldn't light because it's like burnt to a crisp at Mm. the end. So I'm like, do I need to like trim off the stuff I've burnt? Yeah, you could totally kind of like chop it if you want, um, or you can maybe even light the other end. You can mm-hmm. kind of like brush it off. I do find like like Palo Santo, so have it lit on both sides. Um, so Palo Santo, I find and sage, when you light them, they don't stay lit for very long. So you have to light them repeatedly, which I know can be annoying, but that's just part of the, the game here. Uh, yeah, so I would just kind of, brush that stuff off and then see if you can get it to light. And I like to get it to light on fire and then sort of like kind of get it to go out, right? Like get the flame to go out. I can't think of the word for that, (laughs) the flame to go out and then have it smoke from there. So I do try to light it on fire. Yes, exactly. Kind of like a marshmallow when you're making Mm -hmm. s'mores and you blow it out, but you still want it crispy. That's the good part. Um, exactly. You know, we're, we're professionals here. Like (laughs) (laughs) we are total, total professionals. Um, I use Palo Santo as a cleansing item because of Stella. So I use it because Stella likes it. I have sage in a bowl, dried sage, and then I kind of just light it. And that way I don't have a sage stick, a smudge stick is what it's called, but smudge is actually an ancient ritual. So people find it to be appropriation to be smudging sometimes or calling it that. So we just call it sage and Palo Santo sticks, but they are interchangeable. Cool. Well, you know, let's dive into our experience with like the energetic clutter in our environment and in our life, just because, you know, for those who are like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Like it, it's, it seems so strange if you've not done it. I mean, I know we're all like, like hippies these days, you know, I mean, we love this, but, but what is its purpose? What can it help with? And, you know, why would somebody kind of feel inclined to start doing this type of thing? Yeah. So I look at it like when you meet somebody or you're around somebody and you get a bad feeling, like when you're like, oh, this person feels off to me. This feels inauthentic. This person feels negative. Right. So that's one way, kind of like when someone's standing behind you or is staring at you and you can feel that someone's staring at you, that's, that's really your energetic field. So we all have our energetic fields. And when people cross it or come in contact with it, we can feel that. So that's one way. And then the other way is sort of picking up other people's stuff. So Oh, situation would be talking to somebody, whether it's a client or a family member or a friend who is going through a rough time. And then afterwards, you feel that stuff. You start to feel depressed. You start to feel sick. You start to not feel great. And that's kind of a way of energetically taking their stuff. And then we have to decipher am I really sick and depressed or is that coming, coming from them? And so that can happen from environments and friends and family and all different types of things. Yeah. And something I always pick up and never realize is the stress from the people around me. I, I try to stay as stress-free as humanly possible. And it's interesting moving back to Dallas because when I was living in New York, we were in this like tiny little town and we didn't really go out much or see people much. And I was very protected in my energetic space. Um, so even just like working with people through Zoom came a little easier because, um, you know, I didn't have to like see people on the weekends and stuff, which is something I want to be able to do. But it's been an interesting transition back to it because, yeah, there's like clutter. There's there's yeah. emotional clutter and and there's a lot of different ways to like learn about the energetic weight you're carrying. I mean, of course we've had Amanda Dahl on here discussing energy healing and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. So there's that route, but there's also applied kinesiology route Mm -hmm. where, where there's doctors that can actually like read your body and Mm -hmm. help you understand, oh yeah, no, what you're carrying, that's not yours. Like there's, it's such an interesting aspect of healing that we would never 
ever really consider unless we got to the point of like almost like desperation i mean for me like i feel like i don't like to leave any stone unturned when it comes to healing and especially if i'm feeling stressed or emotional Mm -hmm. Uh, it's definitely something to consider looking into because it's very possible that's not all your stuff you're carrying it happens to me every single time i go see to my see my doctor she's like mel like that's not you (laughs) yeah and and i think we all can practice spiritual hygiene to prevent that from happening which we'll talk about some of the ways that you can do that but the more in tune that we become with our bodies and with our spirit and our souls in general the more that we'll know what is ours and what what isn't ours and we can be able to decipher those things that are causing physical ailments that are causing different things you know sometimes i'll feel you know, an anger feeling. Right. And then it's like, but I'm not angry. Why am I feeling this? It's like, because someone else is giving it to you. So we really should be practicing spiritual hygiene every single day. You know, when we have these conversations, when we have a client, I, my, my therapist always tells me to cut the cord or to cleanse after every single client just to disconnect the energy because we really go into people's energetic fields and especially me who I I do kinesiology, right? So I have to tap into somebody's energetic field in order to do that. So I'm stepping into your energetic field. If I don't break that connection, I'm taking on all that stuff and I'm just sucking it out of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly like thrive off of that feeling when I can tell somebody which is so funny because it's like the opposite of what we're supposed to do but i i can energetically feel when i am helping someone feel better and for me that's that's what i thrive on i i really like feel fulfilled when i can tell i've diffused somebody's emotional stress in a conversation and i i i mean i do it too well honestly like where that's my goal. If I can tell I get on the phone mm-hmm. and so, and I'm like, how are you? And they're like, I'm terrible. I, something goes into the, I, this mode where I'm just like, let's go, let's dive in. Let's make right. sure we get through this. And in those moments now I reach for, for my tourmaline crystals. I have like, yes, black tourmaline. That's a yeah. great one. I have them like sitting around me at my desk because, and now I don't even think about it. Like I just like go and I just grab it like in those conversations when I'm on the phone or like on zoom with somebody that is, I can feel really heavy in what they're dealing with. And, and I just hold on to it so tight and it's subconscious now at this point. And I yeah. mean, you know, for me, it's just kind of a way for me to like channel that like at yeah. least and you know i'm not like a super crystals person i literally was just like i need something to like grab onto in those moments where i'm not putting it on me but i can put it on something else and uh i know i mean from what i understand about tourmaline it's supposed to kind of help with the negative like emotions and things like that so i love that um yeah but, but really it's just an aspect of making sure you're not picking that up and taking that away from them yeah and and holding on to it yeah or if you do letting it go right so it's like if you are holding it then then letting it go because that is something that you innately do and that is such a beautiful gift and it's why people flock to you and that's why clients love you that's that is something that you can really, really bring to this world and the collective. And it's incredible. But then it's like, how do you take care of yourself after that? By, you know, you don't want to stop using the gift and say, Hey, no, I'm not going to help anybody. No, no, no. But I've noticed that it's like, what'll happen is they start to feel better as you're talking to them. And then a couple of days go by and you're like, Oh, I don't feel so great. (laughs) Like, why do I, you know, that's that kind of thing. So it's like, how do you then practice? Like, okay, well, I'm not going to hold on to their stuff. So I'll take it from you, but then I got to let it go too, so that it doesn't become my stuff. Mm -hmm. And how, so I know you said your therapist kind of tells you like she cuts the cord, right? Like, is there a process of doing that? Like, yeah. So there's a, there's a couple things. So the first line of defense, I should say, is the protection. And I love that you brought up black tourmaline because that's so great because you can wear it mm-hmm. as a ring or as a necklace or something 
Another crystal is quartz. So just clear quartz. So if you have any clear quartz, you can get, you know, a necklace or a bracelet or something and wear it when you're in these situations, it'll help sort of neutralize the energy a little bit. So you can still be you and do your thing. And then after an experience with somebody that is heavy or that you're holding space for someone and, you know, you kind of feel like you're at the the limit of your space. You're like, all right, now I'm super crowded, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's a couple of things that you can do. So one is cord cutting. So I really like to do cord cutting because it's a visualization that requires you to be somewhat physical and attaches to your body. So what I'll do is I will close my eyes and, you know, get into sort of a meditative state. And I'll just imagine where on my body, the cord is connected to. And often it's connected to my gut or my solar plexus. And I feel like that twisty feeling that's usually for me, but some people it's the heart, right? If you feel like a heaviness in your heart, if you can kind of tune in and feel where it's physically you're connected. And then I will imagine that cord and then I'll take, you know, whether it's scissors or a knife in the visualization, right. And you cut the cord. So I'll use my fingers as kind of like rock, paper, scissors, scissors. Right. And I will cut across the, the cord and it releases. And so that's really beautiful. And you'll feel different from that often. Sometimes it'll be, you know, the next day, you know, you'll start to feel it lift a little bit. So that's one way. Another way that I told you is this fire ritual that I do sometimes. And this one I will do less often. So cord cutting I'll do after a client, the fire ritual, maybe it's like weekly or with a, with a moon cycle where you picture yourself walking into a bonfire and you're not getting hurt by the fire or anything like that. You know, you're not like, you know, witches being burned alive, but you walk into the fire and you just sort of feel all the negative energies and sort of other people's voices and other things just burning. And it's just taken, you know, it's going into the flame and it's being taken from you and you walk out of the flame and it's gone. Right. And it's off of you. So that's also another really beautiful ritual you could do. I love that. I know for me something, because I'm bad at this practice. Like I will admit, I don't do any of this stuff on a regular basis. Like I have big life transitions where for me, the way I cleanse is I just clean the shit out of my house. Like, Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of my plan this weekend to kind of have a fresh start. Like, I feel like I just wipe everything down. I put all the clutter away and it's kind of this like symbolic, like restart or rebirth, right. Of like, I am free of everything that was like holding me down. And that's always what makes me feel good. But for me, always like a good cry, like, yeah, a good cry. Cause like, it really is such a release. And I mean, you know, this is like speaking to all sorts of people on all ends of the spectrum. Cause like, I am a spiritual newbie. So <laughs> that's just what always feels good for me because I, I talk things through out loud. Sometimes I just need to like talk it out, whether it be with a friend or a therapist or a partner. Yeah. Um, I love to just kind of like talk through it. And for me, it kind of feels like this closure and it helps me kind of like speak it out of my body. And sometimes if I feel like it is really heavy, like I will just feel emotional to the point where I'll cry and, and afterward, I just feel better. I feel lighter. Yeah. So there's so many different ways to cleanse, you know, which yeah. I think is so interesting because it, you probably do for our listeners, like you probably do have things that, you know, help that you don't realize that you do. Yeah. Oh, taking a bath or a shower, you can also cleanse. I love crying. I cry all the time. And you kind of, if you dance or do movement and it comes out, but also taking a shower or taking a bath, you can literally speak out or think, okay, when I'm stepping into the shower, I'm washing away all the negative energy. I'm washing all the negative energy away. I'm, um, washing off everything that isn't mine or in the bath, you know, so you can kind of make everything a ritual. Um, I, I like to speak as well. So I'll just say I'm releasing 
the things that don't belong to me. I'm releasing the emotions and the energies that, that aren't mine. And, and I think that that could be really great. And, you know, light some sage, like have some Palo Santo, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. You can just take a sage and just kind of light it and wave it around your, I do my computer. I do my phone because social media, I mean, we are constantly, surrounded by other people's energy and other people's stuff. Look at my stuff. Look at this, like negative comments. You know, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, creating that escape is so valuable. And I know both of us lately have been putting our phone on do not disturb way more than ever. I have discovered the power of the do not disturb. Yes. Yes. I just learned how to do it. And so then I was really excited because I saw, I always saw other people that did it. And I was like, how do I do that? And it's so, it's so great because it sets a boundary. And I think we're all, a lot of people struggle with boundaries. I know that I struggle with boundaries. A lot of it is because we are people pleasers and we want people to like us, especially women. We struggle creating that boundary because we don't want to be mean or seen as a bitch. We don't want people to not like us. So we don't set boundaries. And then we resent people when they then cross over the boundary that we didn't set. Right. And then we're like, oh, like uh, what's going on? And so I think, you know, getting really clear on where you need boundaries, you know, where your space is where people are sort of bleeding their energy into you learning that and then setting some boundaries like do not disturb is a really easy one it's just when i'm working or with clients or need to focus i put on do not disturb so that i don't get distracted Mm -hmm. yeah and that's something i've been doing a lot lately too is just you know if i ever get into a conversation over the phone that's stressing me out or something it's like i had that on the phone so to me like the energy kind of lives with the phone and so i mm-hmm. like will put it do not disturb and put it in the other room sometimes yeah. just to like feel further away from it but but in person is very challenging and like i know that's something i've really struggled with and and i i did want to chat a little bit about how to create those sure. like, physical boundaries or what you call yeah. like golden bubble right because <laughs> It is. I actually, when I first went to see an energy healer, this was like back when I was 24, 25, and I was working um, around a lot of people that were way older than me, like in their 40s and 50s, and they'd been through a very long career. And so I was this fresh, shiny, like right out of college girl, like just happy, happy as can be, right? Like my light was bright then. I mean, it's still bright, but like very bright, newborn bright. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yes, and I remember the energy healer telling me like, like your energy is just getting sucked away from all the people in your environment. And so we went through this little practice of envisioning uh, a bubble around my energy and it's something about that really really clicked with me and suddenly like conversations didn't feel as heavy to me with the complaints and the negativity at work it was like well i'm happy in my bubble and like i'm gonna go home and live my my life and so it it seems difficult if you don't really know like how to do it so i'd love to hear what yeah what you would explain Yeah. So it's, it's whatever works for you. So there's two things that I like to do. One is this golden bubble or golden ring. And all it is, is just imagining this golden, it could be any color, actually, whatever feels good to you, sort of your aura, right? And imagining that as a protective field around you. And sometimes I'll do that when I am around people like that. I'm like, okay, like, I don't want this person to kind of take my energy. So so I'll just imagine it around me, protecting me. So that's one way. Another way to do that, if this resonates more, you know, it's really, again, take it, take what works for you and leave the rest. Um, A life coach friend of mine, um, Rochelle Indra, taught me that you can actually set energetic guards and they can look like whatever you want them to look like. So mine are these like dinosaurs, (laughs) these like dinosaur reptilian guards in like I don't know, whatever guards wear, right. In, in these uniforms and they have like, you know, big, big 
weapons and they stand in front of me and they guard me. So when I'm in a crowded area or I go somewhere like that, I'm like, okay, I have my guards with me and they protect me. And so that could be your angels. It could be whatever you want it to be, which is why I thought it was such a beautiful practice that she shared with me because I was like, oh, that's super cool. And you could also do it with your pets. Like she said that she has one on top of like her cat or your dog. So you, you sort of protect, you can send one with your husband somewhere or your significant other. So it's really, really cool. And so I think that that's a good way too. So you just, whatever it is, you create a force field around you, you create protection and you will notice a difference. Mm -hmm. I have to remember to do it. I'm obsessed with now all I'm picturing are like dinosaurs with the little like, you know, the London guards with like the big hairy hats. (laughs) Like, that's all I can see with like little red button up like coattails. I was thinking more of like, you know what the you know what the vibe is like Bowser from Mario Mario. Okay, Mario. That's like more of like a Bowser with I don't know what is that uniform that's like like gladiator uniform kind of okay yeah like yeah 300 like the movie like yeah yeah (laughs) totally like spartan gear Spartan. (laughs) this is this is my imagination but whatever it is for you you know that's that's what and and you can name them i i named them um one was (laughs) balthazar And the other, like I, I I forget. I'm so sorry. I forget its name. It was Aww. like I don't know, like something crazy, like Titan or something crazy. I just I but I named them, and they helped me. And I'm like, hey guys, like come in, like let's do this. And so yes. whatever it is, whatever it is, a lot of people, it, it is angels that protect them, right? So whatever you believe, it is good to once you clean your space, clean it. First, we always want to same thing with our bodies and detox, right? We had a detox episode and we talk about this, get it out before you put new stuff in, Mm -hmm. clean the energy space and then hire the guards and get yourself, you know, protect going forward so that you're protecting a clean space. Yeah. I think my guards would be like Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. You can't be like sexually into your guards. You're like, I'm, I'm, my guard is my new boyfriend. <laughs> my, my imaginary boyfriend. Don't tell Justin. Oh my, I mean, he's a zaddy. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he would protect me. I was thinking more of like scary, like, oh, like, but uh, sure. Okay. Oh Whatever does it for or, you. Or. Edward Cullen. Come on. <laughs> okay. Vampire vibes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Edward and Jacob. So I would do like Alexander Skarsgård or, you know, true blood vibes, but I would never get anything done because I would be like, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello. I understand. I understand. Right. Okay. Maybe like so a lion, enough. like a lion, you know, yeah, like a big animal. Yes. Okay. So whatever, just, you know, do that. And then there's other ways to raise your vibration. So we're talking a lot about protecting your energy, but there's ways to also raise your vibration because we all have a energetic vibration that we function at. Right. And so some ways is listening to music. So you can listen to frequency music, which you and I have talked about, and we'll share a link to some, to some, um, of that, but you can listen to music and also eating nutritionally. So whole foods like whole veggies, whole fruit, whole foods have a higher vibration than cooked foods. And so having, you know, like a raw veggie, for example, that's a way to raise your vibration. Yeah. And that ultimately makes you just feel stronger, you know, mentally stronger. I feel like I can bear more emotional storms when I'm eating well, as opposed to like, you know, eating French fries or, or sugar and things like that. Right. 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 I always just feel more tired and less mentally. It's the mental clarity for me that I think Mm -hmm. makes those conversations go so much better because I just feel like I, I am able to know what to say. That's not going to like make me feel heavier or, or down it does make a big difference. Even if you don't realize that's what it's doing for you. 
Right. And it, and that's really because, because there is a physiological piece of it, but that's really the mind body connection, right? It's like, there is an energetic piece. There's also a physical piece, but we need to be having those two things work together because we are an energetic being in a physical form. Right. And so we have to be here in this form and, you know, and operate right. And function. So eating, you know, healthy foods and, and whatever comes from the earth, you know, superfoods, right. Things like goji berries, um, or things like herbs and herbal teas, those things can also raise your vibration and frequency because they're, they're earth medicine. They're, they're from the earth. Yeah. Cacao. I know Yeah, there's a lot of really cacao. fun like, cacao ceremonies that you yeah. can do. It, like, it's supposed to open your heart cacao. So cacao can, and it's also known as nature's Xanax. So it's really good for so many things, but that's plant medicine from mother Gaia. You know, those things are incredible. So good. It's, we're lucky to have outlets and things to reach for when we're going through this type of thing you know i mean i i think that's what's so interesting is getting older too like recognizing what this feels like in your physical body and like understanding that you can have control over it and be Mm. aware of it and then it can ultimately help you feel better is so huge and i'm i'm lucky to have the awareness i have now but i i remember always being so nervous about doing this kind of work because i remember how heavy I felt when I was sick, like, and I, I remember I would constantly try to put that on my practitioners, like, please, like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And I I see it time and time again now working with people because I know what that looks like. Cause that was me. I was the person that was just like, take it, take my stress, you know? And so understanding like what, what people are going through and like being able to take that away from them but not let it affect me negatively is such a gift. And I'm, I'm so lucky to be at that point where I can help people dealing with that stress. Yeah. I, I really, really struggle with it because I don't remember to do the practices. So it's like a practice what I preach thing because I know what to do. Right. And we're talking about it and I know a lot of these things, but whether or not I do them is, is, you know, not always a hundred percent because I, I forget, or I get, so we get so busy that we let go of all of the things that keep us well enough to be able to do the stuff that we do. And so for me, I just have to set reminders. I actually have an alarm on my phone now for nine o'clock at night to remind myself to do affirmations and kind of take a moment. So it can be helpful to do that as well. Like pick a time of day to be like, okay, I'm going to cleanse everything out. If you can't do it between clients or between meetings, you know, I know that's a lot. So, you know, maybe just pick a time of day to do it. Yeah. So that you're not like going to sleep with that kind of mm-hmm. on you, you know, I think, yeah you know, another option as opposed to even like a gratitude journal at the end of the day where, where you kind of focus on the positive and and let go of the negative. And I mean, there's so many, so many benefits to kind of having a nighttime ritual of just letting the day go, you know, we we all have that in our own way, but definitely a good reminder. I'm, I think, you know, setting an alarm is a good idea for sure. Yeah, totally. So I just think this is your, this is your reminder. Take care of your energetic space, practice spiritual hygiene, try some of these techniques and, you know, let us know what you think. But I think this is a really good segue into talking about hot gas because we're talking energy, we're talking toxic people, (laughs) and we definitely have to talk love is blind. So let's get into hot gas. Yeah. Talk about something to channel your negative emotions into. Like, I guess, thank God. (laughs) So good. Like, watching reality TV like this, it's like, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. My problems aren't that big. Cool. Yeah. I'm not crazy. These people are crazy, (laughs) but like, also like, it's also that thing you think about, like when you watch a really sad show and then you feel super sad, like it makes you cry. Like that's similar to, to this as well. But these people on love is blind are, are crazy. (laughs) It's, you know, what's funny. So I, at this current day, there's only 10 episodes that are out of this new season, which 
come on, Netflix. Like, why do you do this to us? Because there's one more episode coming out on the 9th and we have to wait for it. And I don't think I've ever been as anxious to find out about like who's going to say yes and no at the altar than I have been this season. And uh, like, I mean, it's funny because I don't know if I'm sure everyone knows by now, but like the season is filmed in Dallas. Like every one of these people lives in Dallas, probably within like a 15, 20 minute radius of me. And it has been the most entertaining thing watching this season for me. Like I, I hope everybody gets the experience of watching like their city (laughs) with Love is Blind. Yeah, it picks a difference. So Love is Blind is a reality show on Netflix with Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. And they basically put people in these pods and people where they can't see each other. So they talk to each other and Mel has told me it's for hours and hours and hours, but the way that they present it is like, they just meet in the pods and they're already saying, I love you to people. And I'm like yelling at the TV, but they date different people. And then they choose someone to marry and they get engaged. And so once they get engaged, they meet each other. And then they have to live together for how long is it? Three weeks. Well, they go, they go to like some fancy resort for a week and then Mm -hmm. they come back to Dallas and they have them all living in this like communal, like apartment building. Yes. Um, that's the styling of those places is horrific. I'm like, this does not feel like a home, these poor people, but anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) higher, better stylists, love is blind. Um, (laughs) yes. I mean, now that they're getting more popular, maybe the budget will increase a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, three weeks and that's it. So they get engaged and then a month later they get married. But yes, I, I listened to an interview with some of the people from last season and they said they like speak to these people upwards of like 20 to 40 hours, like total um during the time that they're dating because they have like allotted hours and after like the first few days where you realize who you actually like those are the only people you spend time with Mm. so like you're spending you know like half the day with them hanging out in the pods and we just don't see that happening and right 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 they do that for almost two weeks so yeah because it's it's interesting i'm like how do you you fall in love with somebody it's like right away it's so crazy the really fascinating thing about love is blind and one of my favorite things about it is that because they all date each other Mm -hmm. once they find their person and they all come together that's where the dynamics are super interesting because they're all seeing each other for the first time and it's not just their fiance it's everybody and they're like oh it's like I dated you for a little bit I dated you you could have been the person and then god forbid somebody's better looking you know in course subjectively but like they're like oh well that person's really hot and I don't I'm not attracted to my to my person I picked and then it's all chaos ensues and it happens every season of course because like that's what the show's all about is is love blind right like and you know not always and it's been really so fun watching these couples because i do feel like this is the most normal group i've seen on the show like they're all family oriented and that's something to say about dallas too i feel like everyone here is just like family oriented ready to settle down like i feel like raven is really like the biggest career driven and then you know colleen has her ballet and stuff Mm -hmm. which is not to say that people here aren't career driven but like it's just it's a family friendly place to live like it's really chill it's not too expensive and so everybody's just kind of ready like let's go you know let's find our partner let's relax and get married so i it's been so fun to watch and like all of the places that they are going to i've been to like the majority of them and it is cracking me up oh my like God. every episode so i just watched episode nine or ten when they had their bachelorette and bachelor parties and no spoilers of course but the men go to the fort worth stockyards to the rodeo and they do this little thing called the calf stampede or the calf pickup or something where they all like bust out cowboy hats and go to the rodeo and there's this little like thing that they do called like the calf stampede which i've been to the stockyards and this thing that they had all these men do running around trying to get that ribbon off the calf they do with children so 
when I was there, they like called down all the kids to come and like run after these little calves. And it's so cute. Like that's a really fun part of that rodeo. And so I'm laughing watching these grown ass men chase around this little cow. And I, I was like screaming at my TV. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my God. I, I don't know who's like, which producer's idea it was like, let's throw them all in the calf like thing. That'd be so funny. Like, uh, I know it's just, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And you were saying to me that some of the places they go, they act like they're really fancy, but they're like, not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the Granada. So Alexa and Brennan have their last date at like the Granada theater, which is one of my favorite places. We used to live literally like behind the Granada, which our friends still make fun of us to this day that they're like, oh yeah, y'all lived behind the Granada. We're like, okay, shut up. Like it's just, it was literal. We literally <laughs> lived behind it, lived behind it. And so, I mean, it's an old, old theater and like they dress it up and make it look like real fancy for their date. And then the one that really got me was Colleen and Matt in the aquarium. Mm -hmm. So that was not the Dallas Aquarium. That was the Grapevine Mills Mall Aquarium, which is like <laughs> the funniest shit. I'm like, uh. like, I don't, why did they go there? Like the Dallas Aquarium is really nice, but maybe it was just like the only place they could get into for a reasonable um, amount like none of these people actually planned these dates you know like no of course they don't of course no, they don't. a gondola ride in irving texas like no like no man's gonna think of that i'm sorry yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally it's just been really entertaining one of my favorite things that i've been trying to do is figure out like where all these people live in dallas because there's like a stigma about every neighborhood like the really fancy people that like to go out a lot live in uptown and like the young single hot people that's where they live and so i'm like bartiz you know bartiz like lives in yeah. uptown, like 100 <laughs> percent. and it's just been the most entertaining thing for me i wish that they would do it like for everyone's city like everywhere just because well they are making their way so they usually do they do a different city uh which is just yeah so good I'm so nervous about who's going to get married and who's not. I also cannot wait to see them around town. Bartice and Nancy, when they went to go get the little like bracelets, like the permanent bracelets, mm -hmm. uh, they were literally half, half a mile away from me. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is wild. I can't wait to see either. I wish that they would stop this cliffhanger nonsense because they just launched a couple or three episodes and everyone I know that's into it watched it super fast. Now we have to wait till next week, like a regular show. What is the point, Netflix? We want to binge it. This is why we pay for streaming platforms. Yeah. Because like, we don't want to wait a week. to see it all. Yeah. So frustrating. So, so frustrating. Well, if you like Love is Blind, you also will like Married at First Sight, which I'm trying to get Mel into. It's on Lifetime and similar, very similar. They meet for the first time at the altar, get legally married legally married and then spend eight weeks together and then at the end have to decide whether they want to divorce or stay married and that's been on for a long time i just finished uh season 15 so it's oh been God. a real long time but it is so this past season was so so good and they're they're on the reunion the reunion part one was last night and it was two hours long and i got rob into it like he's like sucked in like it is so good which so, one do you like more um, I like them both. I don't know. I just live for this type of drama. Okay. I think, I think it's, you know, I like having both of them in my life. I think love is blind is more mainstream because yeah. a lot more people watch it and it's harder to find the, the, uh, married at first sight seasons. You have to go on the lifetime app, um, or watch it on TV. The fact that like the finale ends with them standing at the altar in a wedding dress saying yes or no is like the yeah. most savage thing. Like it yeah. is so savage. I said to, to Rob yesterday that I feel like if you were going to say no and you wanted to continue to date the person, like if you were like, okay, I'm into this person, but like marriage is not the thing. Then I feel like beforehand a conversation needs to take place 
where you're like, okay, let's keep dating so that you don't blindside and embarrass the person because who's going to want to keep dating someone that does that to them? Like, it's so embarrassing. Like, I just would want to know. I'd be like, okay, cool. Then we'll both say no. Let's just have a party and we'll say to everyone, okay, great. Let's have a reception. Like, let's have a party. But I think if you want to date that person, you have to do that. If you're just going to be like, oh, I don't. Yeah. But let's keep dating. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. This is so humiliating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, at that point, hell no. Like, and mm-hmm. it's funny because Nick and Vanessa are always like, you know, you say yes or you say goodbye to them forever. And it's like, you're going to see those people. You know, Dallas is a small town. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, like, what if you just want to date the person and then yeah. you'll see them at the reunion? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's so funny. And I, I've really enjoyed it. Honestly, I've been craving like a fun show. I feel like we were kind of in like a lull for a little while, but there mm-hmm. is so much stuff like about to come out. I wrote a little list, but I, I oh, did want to say, oh yes, I gave the show from scratch a try. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Netflix, yes. like romantic drama. Uh, it's a short series uh, or limited series, excuse me. And I watched one episode and I don't know if y'all have watched it and you're like, oh, it's so good. You have to watch it. I will keep going. But Zoe Saldana, who plays the lead, is 44 years old in real life. And in the first episode, her character is supposed to be 22. And I could not focus on the story in any way. Like they dressed her down to look like she was in college. They kind of like, I don't know if they just put a lot of makeup on her or what, but like her skin was flawless and she's a beautiful beautiful yeah yeah i mean her skin is probably flawless regardless right but i don't understand why they do that because i feel like it's taking away from the beauty of aging naturally and like doing that is kind of making it seem like there's something wrong with age like i just don't like the whole vibe around it yeah and yeah i think that's a real put off for watching the show And I know that throughout the show, the characters age, like, I know that's a part Mm -hmm. of the storyline. They're like in their twenties and thirties and they, they get older together in the show. But like, I mean, it just didn't feel realistic to me in any way. And I don't know if they're just trying to like appeal to an older audience, but there's so many young actresses that you could have picked that are like in that age range where it would have felt more realistic where they could go up or down. Yeah. I'm reading the book because it was a Reese Witherspoon pick. So I really like to read all the books that come from her, her club. And it's sad. It's a sad book. And I was watching, I was reading it because I was going to watch the show, but now I don't think I'm going to watch the show. And now I have to finish reading the book, but I also just love anything that takes place in Italy and does Italian phrases. So I can practice my Italian and I'm in the bathtub, like, you know, ciao, ciao, (laughs) va bene. I'm like doing all my Italian in the tub and it's great, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling a sad story right now I don't think I will say like he's a chef the the guy mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of really beautiful food cinematography and stuff they mm-hmm. it's a beautifully filmed show like I don't this is rare that I will try and f- watch a romantic show and like I can't get into it but I I was just yeah. so distracted and I, I you know maybe I'll watch it we'll see hopefully somebody yeah. sparks my interest and is like watch it yeah but- well I love that part of it Rob and I live for food shows and we're watching Stanley Tucci in Italy and that's absolutely incredible I don't know if anybody is into that kind of thing but it is so good they go to different regions and he basically eats across Italy it's oh incredible. well I love anything with Stanley Tucci he's yeah a treasure so a treasure speaking of like an opposite of treasure um I did finish the tell me lies finale this past week on mm-hmm. Hulu and holy shit this show is such a hot mess of exciting twists and turns and and I I mean I highly recommend it but for anyone who has been through an experience with like a toxic narcissistic kind of emotionally abusive person I don't know that it's going to be the best thing for you because it is really really real it's very Uh, triggering yes yes and I mean I have to give it to the actors in this show because they're so good and they're all like relatively young new actors so the fact that they get to be in this show that I, I can tell 
is going to be a really popular thing. Like, I, I really hope they get brought back for season two um, just because they put their like heart and soul into this. It was so intense and it was very good, but hot damn. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. And it really veered off course from the book. So, you yes. know, I finished the book and the book was okay, but I still felt like the book was triggering and it's just like a very toxic relationship. And you're just like, why, 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 why? And as someone who's lived through something very similar to what the show in the book, like I was like, I don't need to go back into this. Like, I don't need to relive this trauma. Like did it, spoke to my therapist, moved on. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. done with that. Like, yeah, so you know, cleansed. put on a lid on it. Yeah. So that's done. But I mean, super fun. A lot of people really like it. Yeah. It's a good show. I mean, if, if you are into like, you know, after and stuff like that, but can handle even in a more intense kind of like super drama, uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's the most like, nudity I've ever seen in like a young teen kind of romance thing the sex scenes are crazy mm -hmm. like I'm like whoa <laughs> Hulu look out um so yes I mean I recommend it but definitely if you've been through something similar avoid it for sure but on a much lighter note I did watch a show called Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix that I am obsessed with and it was the cutest little thing I've ever watched and it's made by uh, Kenny Ortega, who does the High School Musical movies. He was the original director of Hocus Pocus. So he makes just the best, fun, family-friendly things. And it's like a musical show. The music was so good. So, I mean, if you like High School Musical, like this show came out years ago and I was sleeping on it because I thought it looked so cheesy and bad, but I'd heard enough about it that I was like, okay, fine, like I'll watch it. I have nothing else going on, so. I loved it. I binged it so fast and I just fell in love with them and I'm devastated that they, it got canceled. There's not going to be a season two. Uh, I hate when that happens. Yes. Ugh, and they left the it worst. at a cliffhanger. There's like a huge audience of people that are like, bring it back. Is there fan fiction? Maybe people will write the ending. Sometimes people will do that. So there's like a cult following. Yes, there is. There is. And like Kenny Ortega said, if they ever 100% do decide to not move forward with the second season, that he will release like the ending or what he would imagine the ending to be. Because I was not expecting it to end like so open yeah. as it did. That and um, oh, it just was so good. It like made me cry. This freaking kids mm. show. And I loved it. Okay. Highly recommend. But as far as upcoming, here's yes, what to look what's out coming for. out. So November is a hot, hot month for, for shows and movies. I mean, I feel like we're easing into the holidays. So something I'm actually really excited about is this new Selena Gomez documentary that's coming out November 4th on Apple TV. It looks incredible. If any of you really enjoy like celebrity documentaries, she filmed this over six years. So yeah. this was like even through the whole Justin Bieber stuff, like there's, and, and her getting sick with lupus, which mm -hmm. I, I always think it's so interesting seeing how celebrities fight chronic illness. I know yeah. that was something I was interested to see in Justin Bieber's documentary with Lyme disease. And, and so that's very fascinating to me. Yeah. We also have Falling for Christmas, the new Lindsay Lohan movie on Netflix, November 10th, which God. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be tuning in. <laughs> I mean, I'm already watching my favorite Netflix Christmas movies and Hallmark and I'm, I'm already in it. So I might as well. We're here. We're here. What's and one more? I mean, Lindsay Lohan, like where, yeah. what a journey. I don't know. Yeah. What a journey is right. I feel like it might be coming from like the resurgence of, of like parent trap and mean girls. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like there's this whole new generation of like parent trap fans mm -hmm. since TikTok. Like everybody dressed up as Meredith for like Halloween with a lizard on her head. And it's just such it's a vibe these days. A, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. I mean, I cut my hair like the, like Lindsay Lohan in the movie. Like when oh they, she had the piece of hair. I mean, I totally did that. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I mean, that was a coming of age movie for me. I mean, yes. I was, the, I'm in the same age as her, I think. So yes, wow. very parallel. And I was so pissed as an only child that there was not a twin somewhere out there. I really was like asking my parents if that, I was like, so disappointed. That, that was sad. I remember when I found out about that, I was like, come on. Like <laughs> I was pretty bummed that I didn't have a secret twin somewhere in the world. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Well, Sex Lives of College Girls, I know we mentioned last episode, but that is dropping November 17th on HBO Max. Very excited about that. And then the new musical, Spirited, with Ryan Reynolds Mm. and Will Ferrell Mm. is coming out on Apple TV. It's a new take on A Christmas Carol, and it looks like a comedy, and there's music and dancing, and it looks very musical, and honestly, like, I am lit. Those movies are my favorite. So November 18th, that's dropping. I probably will be watching that for Thanksgiving. I actually hate Christmas Carol because... It scared the living bejesus out of me as a child uh, with the ghosts. I really hated it. And then they came out with the, like a dark version a couple of years ago that Rob really likes. And I just, I I hate that story, but I will watch it because I love Ryan Reynolds and I love Will Ferrell. So I will give it a shot, but I really, I hate it. And like, can Ryan Reynolds sing, you know? I don't know. Maybe. Like, I've heard Will Ferrell saying in like Step Brothers, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, stay tuned. I'm very excited. Holiday season is upon us, everybody. Get cleansing. This has been such a fun episode. Very therapeutic for me. I hope it was helpful for you as well. So breathe in, breathe out, cleanse away. Have a great, great rest of your week. We can't wait to talk to you in a couple of weeks. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't. And happy healing. Yeah.